Welcome, listeners, to another uplifting episode of the Pivotal Moments Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Carlson, and today we have the incredible privilege of hearing the remarkable individual who has turned adversity into triumph. Joining us today is the inspiring Jessica Tellian, a woman who once faced relentless bullying but has since risen above it all to become a sought-after speaker and one of the top fitness coaches in the United States. Jessica's journey is a powerful testament to the human spirit's resilience and determination, from enduring the hardships of bullying to emerging a beacon of strength and positivity. She has transformed her life in awe-inspiring ways. Whether you face adversity yourself or are seeking motivation to overcome life's challenges, this episode is a must-listen. Jessica will share her pivotal moments, the lessons she's learned along the way, and how she became a beacon of hope and empowerment. Without further ado, let's dive into this captivating conversation with Jessica Tellian, right here on the Pivotal Moments Podcast. Get ready to be inspired, motivated, and reminded that even in the darkest of times, there's always a path to success and fulfillment that you won't want to miss. Let's get after it. Yo, here we go. So we got Jessica Tellian. Yeah, good job. In the house. In the house. Brooklyn, the Bronx, Brooklyn no, Bronx. in the house. <laughs> we got Jersey in the <laughs> house. Yeah. yeah, so we're chatting a little bit. Your family is uh, from from the BX, Bro- the Bronx. Yep. <laughs> and you, you're a North Jerseyan. Yes. Yeah, you're you're in the uh, you're from a place where there's lots of malls all over the place. Yeah, I got three malls in my hometown. That's something else. Mm-hmm. On Sundays they're closed. Really? Yeah, Blue Laws. Blue Law. So there's what the heck is that? I don't know technically <laughs> other than the all the malls are closed and you can't go shopping on Sundays unless it's the grocery store and it's food. What? Yeah. Do we have that here? No. No. It's like only Bergen County, New Jersey. We love it because on Sunday there's no traffic. Wow. You can just zip right around and do all the, all the things you want to do. Yeah. On a Sunday. Yeah. It's amazing. Jeez. Blue laws. Who thought of that? Why do they call it that? I have no idea. You don't even know. I don't know. I don't either. <laughs> Can't even figure out why. Whatever. Um, okay. Yeah. So you were uh, you you did quite some time in in Jersey. You spent most most of your life there, mm-hmm. right? Is that right? Yeah. And then, uh, and then Miami after that. Yeah, I moved to Miami for a couple of years. Okay. And now you're here. How long have you been in Austin? Not that long. I've been here for like maybe eight months. Eight months. Yeah. That's fresh. I know. Jeez. I'm a newbie. Way to go. Way to take the plunge. Nice. Way to take the cold plunge <laughs> like everybody and their mom does over here. I was yeah. going to say like how we met, but we didn't meet in the cold plunge. We met in the sauna. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Have you done the cold plunge yet? Uh, oh, yeah. I'm good at it. Oh, yeah? Yes. What makes someone good at a cold plunge? The first three times I've done it, I've gotten compliments from my buddies. Oh. They're like, I'm impressed, bro. Because I can do it for a long time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cool. I, know, I guess that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're good at Some it. Some people are a minute and a half. I'm like a three minute kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? That ain't funny. That's not funny. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Let's get back on track. So, all right. We got to talk about, this is how we're going to run this, this bad boy. Mm-mm-mm. We're going to talk about where you're at. Because we got to know what's going on what you're doing. And then we're going to throw it way back and talk a little bit about how, how you got here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let's do it. Yeah. So what are you doing? I'm sitting. <laughs> <laughs> With your life. Uh, 
What am I doing with my life? Yes, you're an accomplished uh, athletics person. Yeah, I, I am just living, I'm honestly just living my life and having a lot of fun while I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, impacting thousands of people. I feel like these headphones keep falling off. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. And as I'm doing it, I am impacting thousands, millions of people to do the same, to live their life. Free. Live their life. Free. free. Feeling free. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, how are you doing that? I'm doing that by being in my purpose. And before that, I had to discover my purpose and my, my reason for wanting to do all the things. Um, but more specifically, how I'm doing it. Yeah. I am a podcaster. I have a podcast. I am a coach. I do mindset and manifestation coaching. Yeah. Helping people reprogram their subconscious mind. Right. Through amazing modalities. Um, and before I did that, I, you know, th there's a whole story I'm sure we'll get into. Um, but throughout college, I always worked in the fitness industry. Mm. And so that was really like my first kind of way in of my purpose in my world, like finding it through fitness. And, um, I'm still doing group fitness yeah. and, um, I love it. I love being able to impact people through moving their body. Um, and what a lot, but something that I find in the fitness industry, a lot of people start for the wrong reasons. And let me rephrase that because there's really no right or wrong, but sometimes people start for a reason that is not for them to have the body so that they can be accepted by the guy, mm. have the body so that they can be accepted by society. Mm. And it's my purpose to show them that it's much more than just your body. And so that's why I choose to stay in that world along with this world. Well said, well said. Thanks. And Nike, uh, Nike's got wind of what you're doing. They want to work with you. They do. Yeah. They do. They're not hitting up every trainer out there. They are not. And no. they came to me. Right. right. And what do they see in you? I feel that they saw my drive. They saw that I'm connected to my purpose. They saw my authenticity and they saw my love for what I do. And they saw that I'm in the industry. So that's why they really found me in the first place. Because if I wasn't in the industry, if I was like doing finance, they wouldn't scout me out. So <laughs> I'm sure that that helps yeah. that you're in the fitness industry. <laughs> yeah. Um, which was super, as we were speaking about before, Yeah, it was so... It was so cool because it was easy and effortlessly. I wasn't going to Nike and applying for work and like trying to be a Nike trainer and I'm not, you know, but they came to me. And so that could be a possibility in the future. They scouted me. We'll see if it aligns. Um, but although they are the top company, if it's not aligned, I'm not going to work with them. Right. And that's something that I feel not everyone can connect to and a lot of people can connect because when you see people with a big name some people put them on a pedestal and I used to be one of those people so that's why I could relate to that mm. I used to you know like 
if someone came through the DMs who was an NBA player, I'd be like, ah. Oh. So that's happened before? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. What are they saying? I lived in Miami. Come on. In New York. <laughs> NBA players are not in my DMs. No. Not yet. <laughs> hey, I'm talking about coming on the podcast and these NBA NFL players. Got it. Yeah, I got you. Very good. I got some friends. Okay. Um, yeah. Mm. Mm. But um I gotta ask you a question before I forget. This is for, this is a good one here. Let's start with who you are at your core. What is your life's definite purpose? What's my what? Your life's definite purpose. Ooh, my life's definite purpose. I've never heard someone ask it like that. I like that. I thought you'd like it. <laughs> Your mindset coach. So my life's yeah. definite purpose yeah. is to embody all of who I am and all of that I support people to become and to support people into becoming the strongest version of themselves mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Wow. For, so I'm going to tell you how much power that there is in the fact that you were able to say that so precisely off the cuff too right i mean you got to feel good about yourself i do and i'm very grateful but i've done the work to be able to say that yeah because before i knew what it was but i couldn't put the words to it mm -hmm. i did the inner work got clear mm -hmm. that's why i can come out just like that would you mind defining success for us please wow success what was that word yeah Duck, duck says. Duck says. Yeah. Success is different for everyone. Mm -hmm. My version of of Why do I keep saying duck says? Success. Because you're thinking about ducks today. <laughs> God, I don't know I why. Are you hungry? You want some duck? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. My version of success is yeah. feeling free. Okay. Feeling happy. Feeling fulfilled, yeah. feeling like I have a purpose, which also falls under feeling fulfilled and feeling loved Wow. and love. Yeah. Are you successful today? Yeah. 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 On all counts? Yeah. Wow. I used to define success as something else. You want to hear that? I would love to know. Money. Money. Where I am in the industry, mm. what I'm doing, what I have, Yeah. how many designer bags I have, who I'm coaching. What A-list celebrities I'm coaching. That's what I used to define success as. Worldly things. Yeah. Things outside of me. Outside of you. Yeah, that's an important thing. Right? I notice that comes up quite a bit on this, uh, on this show here. Um, that's really good. Thanks for sharing that. Mm. Yeah. Um, what would you say to somebody that doesn't feel success like that? Not the money one, the other one. The other one. The real one. Yeah. I would say that if you don't feel that there's nothing wrong with where you are, like I don't want, I really want to start there because a lot of us can compare and we compare ourselves to others. It's like, oh, I don't feel this. I'm doing something wrong. What do I have to do? And there's nothing wrong with where you are right now. Yeah. But a invitation for you to find what your definition of success is is to go inward and work on yourself. Mm. Inwardly, working your mindset, mm -hmm. reading books, listening to podcasts, connecting with other people who you either aspire to 
become, not become them, but aspire to someone who is very like-minded to who you want to become and who you are becoming. Yeah. Versus the people who are doing the things that your old self used to do. Mm. Yeah. It's part of the evolution. Um, okay. Well, I gotta know, we're gonna, we're gonna throw it back here. Okay. We're gonna throw it way back. <laughs> Let's throw it back. Yeah. You, you were in, you, your, were your family, uh, together the whole time? Like, are my parents married? Yeah. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. They still are? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty nice. Why do you ask? Um, I ask everybody. I just gotta know. It's all part of the thing, you know? Yeah. That's the rule. So, That's the rule. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was it like growing up in your household? Mm-hmm. Oh, look at these questions. I love it. Okay. <sighs> growing up in my household. Yeah. Who was, who was all that? Who all was there? Me, my mom, my dad, and my brother, and all the millions of animals we had. <laughs> you, mom, dad, bro, animals. Animals. How many animals? A lot. At one time, we had like nine. Nine? Yeah. I had a Goodness. snake. I had a couple yeah. of dogs. I had a bunny. Never had cats. Birds, guinea pigs, lizards. What kind of property did you grow up on? Um, grass. <laughs> you lived on grass? <laughs> I lived in a house. <laughs> Small lot like, or a not, farm? Not or? Sm- oh, no, 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 no. Not a farm and not a, not like a small lot. Just like we were, uh, we were, I would say we were like middle class. Um, we were, we were a middle class in where I grew up because I grew up in a town that was, had a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so my family financially, we were okay. We were good. Um, but come I compared myself to my friends and compared to my friends, I felt like poor and I felt like I didn't have anything. Yeah. And that has nothing to, it's crazy because it has nothing to do with like the money that my parents made. It has everything to do with how I felt inside. Yeah. Cause my parents gave me everything if I wanted it. And if they, if they, if it was for the right reason, I wanted to cheer, do all-star cheerleading. They paid for it. Mm. To see if I wanted a Louis Vuitton bag, because I was on my Christmas list every year. They never got it for me. <laughs> and I say this all because I appreciate Dang. it all. Yeah. It, they got me Christmas gifts. Okay. I want to right. put that out. They're a fucking, they're, they, and they still are amazing parents. Yeah. Um, nice. I learned a lot from them. And um, one of the big things I learned from them was like, how do I put this into words? Like, they would support what I desired if they, like, if they felt like it was really coming from like my heart and I really wanted it. Yeah, and they probably saw that that Louis Vuitton bag was was just a way to kind of fill a void or something. Yeah, and that's a whole other story that we can definitely get into because I got robbed when I moved to Austin and all my designer bags got taken from me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Don't let me forget because what I want to <clears> tap into today is, today is that pivotal point where. You shifted from seeing money as success to uh, other intrinsic things Ooh. instead. But we're going to get there. So, did you have somewhat of a normal, quote unquote, normal childhood, or what? What, what did all that look like? Right. Um, did you ever get get derailed? Rather. So, I don't feel that there's a normal like anything because everyone has a different experience in their life. 
my childhood wasn't normal. Um, I played victim a lot. My brother was very mean to me as a kid. How old is he? He's a couple years older than me. Two? Yeah, like mm-hmm. a year and a half, too. Mm-hmm. He's not mean to me anymore because I, uh, we, we're adults now and, you know, we rekindled. And so now we're friends, which is amazing. What's his name? Michael. Yeah. And this was literally just like a year ago, two years ago that we became like friends, friends. Mm. Um, but yeah, he was, he was a mean brother and he knows that. He knows that. Um, but so I, growing up, I, um, I always felt like the black sheep of the family. Like I always felt like I wanted different and I, there was a lot of things that I felt like, for example, sometimes I didn't feel fully loved by my parents and they did nothing wrong. It was just how they showed love. But how I received it was kind of like a little different. Um, And, you know, for those who are watching this, our parents do the best with the best they can with what they have. And, um, nothing's ever someone's fault. It all gets passed down through the generations and they did a great job. Kudos to them for doing a great job. Yeah. And how did that impact you? That those times that you didn't feel loved? Um, you know, it wasn't all the time, but there were times where I didn't feel loved and the, how that impacted me was <laughs> specifically with dating dating it really impacted me because when did you start dating when i would say like late in my years like late in my years i sound old (laughs) 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 my first official boyfriend was right after high school yeah so i don't know if that's late but um yeah it was really hard to make my dad and my brother happy with who I was dating. They always had something against what I was doing. Um, What was that? What's one specific example? I would say one specific example at the time was they didn't understand why, like, we spent a lot of time together. What's a lot of time? Oh, we spent so much time together. It was so not not healthy. (laughs) Like, we spent, like, almost every day. And that's just not healthy in my, in my opinion. Okay. Um, but it was hard for me to open up to men in my life Come. because I always felt judged and rejected by the men in my life when I was younger. You did? Yeah. Dad, brother. So like my dad has an interesting way of showing love and he would always share how he felt like with my mom and he wouldn't directly share it with me. And my dad doesn't really express how he feels and his emotions. He's stoic. And so we never had like, I never like really hugged my dad. Like growing up, it just wasn't like a thing Mm. when I was a little girl. Yes, of course. Like, but like, as I got older, like we never really hugged at my brother either. Like my brother was so mean to me, as I said before. Um, and now things are very different. I chose to break free from that and, you know, start the, the bonding now. But, um, yeah, I, I was never, I was always judged by my, by my brother. He would always call me stupid, ugly. No one likes me. No one cares about me. Like what an older brother would do. Mm. Um, and you know something? 
I can I can relate. I had a sister that was that was uh, through the majority of my life just very hot and cold, right? Mm. And, and it matters. Yep. It, it matters, especially when they're older, because it's someone you kind of look up to. They yeah. were here before us, yeah. so we are learning from the people who were here before us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mean to take you off your thought. What, what was the other part you were going to say there? I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just like really overexpressing now. Yeah. So you're like, saying, you're saying that it, you kind of, oh, in the dating scene, yeah. you said that's how and then what's, it impacted you in your dating life. Yeah. And then what's so interesting is the the men who showed up were literal examples of who my brother and my dad were in the parts I didn't heal. So like the men that I kept attracting into my life were versions of my brother and my dad that we were clashing like those versions that we would clash. And so until I built this relationship with them and set my boundaries, now I'm not really attracting those men anymore. The men who aren't open to sharing their feelings, the men who aren't like fully loving, like my, one of my last relationships, um, he hit me and it wasn't anything like a pop to the face, but, and you know, I, I did hit him first. Like we were in the car, we were fighting, he was drunk, he was about to drive. And I got so, I, I didn't know what to do. Like I was getting so bottled up because <laughs> 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 yeah. he wasn't and you're a boxing coach. Yeah. Not at that time, but now oh, I am. <laughs> you probably knocked him out. <laughs> but all that to say, I didn't know how to, let it out, like what I was trying to say and he wasn't hearing me. So it was just a very unhealthy dynamic and I like slapped him in the chest and then he hit me right back. And so in that point, I was like. Lights are on. I was like, the only person that can hit me is my brother. And even that's not acceptable, but that's what he did when we were younger. We would play fight, you know? Yeah. But I'm like, a no. No. <laughs> and mm. so, mm. Yeah. Yeah, violence can be uh, received and given in many different ways. Many different ways. Emotionally, yeah. I was very, with one of my relationships, I was very um, emotionally and mentally abused. And I never knew that was a thing. Mentally? <laughs> yeah. And emotionally, yeah, right, right. Because yeah. when you think abuse, you just always tend to think uh, physical. Yeah. yeah, and so I was, I was definitely um, going through that with one of my exes, one of my boyfriends. And um, it makes sense because that's what my brother used to do with me. And I had never built a friendship with my brother. And so I kept accepting who my brother was and it would appear in different forms. So, okay, let's, let's isolate the relationships piece. Okay, we've got, we've got a good picture of that. And what else? Mm, what do you mean? Well, it seems like you got derailed off who you are at your core <sighs> by entering in these relationships. Yeah. What, what else? Let's see what else. Um, okay. So throughout my life, I was rejected and I failed a lot of things. Such as? I didn't make my varsity cheerleading team. Mm. I was told when I was very young, um, my, they were concerned about me because I couldn't do the monkey bars. Mm -hmm. And now here I am working next to working out next to NBA players. Like I can move my body now <laughs> at the time I was slowly developed, but they, all this to say they were very concerned about me. 
Um, they, di- they diagnosed me with a learning disability. When I got into high school, look at all these things I'm counting. When I got into high school, they, my guidance counselor actually told my mom that they didn't think I would make it through college. Interesting. I was told I wouldn't be able to ever run again. Again? Yeah. I had broken my foot. Oh. Doctor was like, oh, you'll never be able to run again. I'm like, oh. And so all that to say, I, and there's more, but those are the big things that stand out to me. Um, I went through a lot of failures and rejections and yeah. 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 What would you say your, your lowest point was uh, when you're growing up? My lowest point growing up. There was a lot of them for sure in my life. But the one that sticks out the most was because it all led up to like one of the breaking points. Yes. And I feel like as entrepreneurs and people in life, right? I don't want to like separate entrepreneurs and people, but whatever. People, we all have moments in our life where it's like, that was a breaking point. That was a breaking point. That was a breaking point. Oh, so for sure. One of the clear, one of the clear breaking points was I was in Miami. Well, I had quit my nine to five, my nine to five job. I went to college and became an occupational therapist. Mm. And so I quit my nine to five job. I was living in New Jersey because I just didn't feel fully fulfilled. And it was really hard for me to like accept that. Cause I'm like, I'm working in a hospital. I'm treating patients. How do I not like this? I'm doing good things in the world. And I still didn't feel fulfilled. So I quit with no plan. Mm. Went to Miami for a couple months to test it out to see if I could move to another state. Cause I was living at home with my parents. And then I would go to a new state with not knowing anyone with no plan. Went there for a couple months to test it out. And I remember I was in a pool, in my pool, in the pool, in the beautiful apartment building I was renting. And I literally on the outside had everything. I had the money. I had the success. I had the looks. Had all the designer things. I had the perfect body. I had the perfect life. I wasn't working. I was, it was like Wednesday and at 12 o'clock and I'm in a pool surrounded by palm trees with beautiful music in the background. And I remember I just started crying. I was like, I don't know like what my purpose is, what I want to do with my life. I was like, I didn't even know if I wanted to do personal training and I loved personal training at the time. I was like, what the fuck do I do? Like, and so I cried and I remember just surrendering and being like, God, show me a sign. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't know what I want, but I just know I want to be here physically, like in Miami. Metaphorically speaking, you were getting rained on and um, you had asked for, for some sunshine. Talk about the time where that started to evolve. So it started to evolve when I followed my intuition. Whoa. Yeah. It started to What is your intuition? What is that? Your intuition is... Yours. My intuition is connected to my subconscious mind, Uh and it's all connected to the higher power. And so I grew up like not religious at all. My mom was Jewish and my dad was Christian. And so they just, they were never, they didn't teach us anything. Celebrated Christmas, you know, but like... And Hanukkah. When we were younger, we used to get eight presents. But not when we got into high school. My mom said, no, you just get Christmas presents. (laughs) 
So we didn't really celebrate the Jewish holidays. Um, mm. All that to say, I had no idea what God was growing up. And that's a whole nother conversation. We can tap into it if you want later. But even the word God would like, I would get nervous around it. Like, cause I didn't know what it was. So anytime someone would talk about it, I felt so uncomfortable. But now I've discovered what my version of God is and what I feel. And so I feel that my, my intuition is connected to the universe, God, source, whatever it is that people believe in. That's what I feel that my, connect, my intuition is connected to. Yes. And it's what leads me. <sighs> okay, let's take a pause. Everybody, if you're listening to this, recognize what Jessica just said. Okay? Intuition. Um, your, your calling. Understanding what your calling is. Mm, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Following your heart. Those things, those are, those are principles that we've been taught as kids. What does it really mean to do that? And it seems like you've, you've got an understanding of what that is. Right? Through right? a lot of and deep work. Through a lot of deep work. <laughs> yeah. A lot, of, a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. Crashes. A lot of testing. A lot of failures. A lot of... Switching careers, a lot of friends, losing friends, gaining new friends. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And what has that done for you since you've figured this out? Oh, it's built me to become the person who I am. And And who are you? I am me. (laughs) I am (laughs) Jessica. Wow. Wow. I am am a light. I am love. I am a friend. I am a daughter. I am... I'm a teacher. I'm a motivator. I'm a lot of things, a lot of things, very multifaceted, but I didn't, I couldn't see it while I was in it. And sometimes as I'm still going through some things, I still can't see it. But I know now with all the practice that all the things happen for a reason Yeah. because I've had the ups and downs and that's what brought me to who I am. And I was, um, I was with, um, I was at Trent Shelton, you know, Trent Shelton. Mm-mm. He's a, he's really dope. You got to look him up. He's a ex NFL athlete, podcaster. Mm. Um, he said it best. He goes, you have to break down. There's always a breakdown before a breakthrough. And I don't know if that's quoted by him, but that's where I had first heard it. And it hit so deeply. I'm like, shit. Yeah. There's all, there is a, uh, there's always light at the, on the other side of darkness. Mm-hmm. And after the rainstorm, there's always a sunshine. Always. You, there is no light without dark. Right. There's no happy without sad. No. Or it's, it's always a, a dance. Do you dance? Yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What kind of dance? I do what's called heels. <laughs> heels. Yeah, it's really fun. It's, um, it's like sexy dancing with heels. Um, Say what? Yeah. <laughs> Check out my IG. I I post some of it on there. Um, But I was always a dancer and a cheerleader. But now I um I go to like heels dance classes and you've got heels on now. I do, but I don't wear these type of heels. These are like Spice Girls heels. These are so cool. Um, I'm thinking stiletto style. Yeah, but not like stripper heels. Okay, a a, a toned down. Yeah. More moderate. Yeah, still like a high heel and like it's 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 really dope for any woman who's watching this. See this. If you are wanting to tap into your feminine energy and really feel comfortable with being in your body and allowing yourself to be sexy, because that's another thing I didn't touch on. I didn't feel like I could be sexy or I didn't feel like I could like show my body because I always got like shamed for it. 
if you are looking to break that, go take a dance class. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Really helped me. Is there anything else that had you feel that way by chance? Feeling shamed? Yeah. That you couldn't express your feminine energy. Yeah. Um, when I was younger, I was told I was ugly. I was fat. I was, no one likes me. Um, people that, used to that, make fun of me. At what point did you stop believing all that? Oh my gosh. So, okay. It was so interesting. I was, <laughs> I was thinking about this in the shower. Did you ever have really deep thoughts in the shower? Most times. Yeah. You know, cause uh, water amplifies like your intuition and your creativity. Did you know that? Who says? I say that. Okay. Quoted by I me. It. Science. Yep. I'm the testimonial. That's cool. No, but, and I've heard a lot of people speak into it. Like water also amplifies manifestation. Mm. We are 70% water. Right. It's a lot. It's on the higher side. Go on, go in more pools. One of my spiritual advisors um, taught me that. Go in more pools. And, um, okay. So I was having this thought in the shower, coming back to your question. <sighs> I don't know if this was the specific thing, but this is what I have recently just discovered. And that was, I was doing all-star cheerleading. All-star cheerleading is very competitive. If you've watched cheer on Netflix, it's very similar. It's intense. Yeah. I used to cheer with Gabby Butler and um, we lift girls up in the air. They do backflips. I used to do backflips on the standing on the ground, all the things. So it was a sport, Yeah, but at my time they didn't call it a sport. So I was doing all-star cheer and um, at the time I was in high school, I applied for my varsity cheerleading team and not to be cocky, but I was the best girl who, who tried out me and this other girl. We were like the best girls who tried out. And I was um, a very solid back spotter, which is someone who lifts the girls up. And the other girl who tried out was a really great flyer and um, actually rest in peace to her. She um, mental health, took her life so it's really sad um but yeah we both tried out for varsity cheer and we didn't get it and i knew what the heck i knew that we us we were both confused we were literally the best and so in that moment i realized i'm like i know i am really fucking good at what i do in the cheerleading world yeah why am I going to let someone else's judgment and opinion define who I am? Because in that moment, I didn't, I didn't make the team. So the coach had her own judgment and opinion of me. And so I'm like, no, I'm, uh-uh. I'm, I'm, I'm still really fucking good. I'm still who I am. And I'm not going to let that define who I am. Mm, confidence. So I think that was like part of the pivotal switch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How can someone get that? That same experience. How can someone recreate that for themselves? Jeez. Mm. Like what led up to that? You know, what led up to that mindset, that self-talk? How'd well, you get that? I mean, I, I was in high school, so I didn't know what any of that shit meant, but. Right. It came naturally though. <laughs> right. Where'd it come from? Um, Whew. I would honestly say I was doing the things I loved and I yeah. felt really good at it. You felt real good. I felt real good. I felt, I felt, I felt it and I wasn't getting it outside of who I am. Confidence comes through sound knowledge and you knew that you are, we are the best. You knew that you were the best. Yeah. Damn. What kind of, what kind of changes would that make in somebody's life if they simply talk to themselves like that about most endeavors that they ever embarked upon? 
a lot would change. They would, they would receive everything that they want to call in. And if it's not that, it's always something better. How can someone practice that on a, on a, on a real, yeah. if you were to teach that to a five-year-old, Hey, do this. Okay. If I were to teach it to a five-year-old, I would tell the five-year-old to <laughs> just fully express who they are. And they're, I would give them the permission because when we're younger, we listen to the people who are, most of the time we listen to the people who are raising us. And so I would give them permission and say, hey, you can do whatever the fuck it is you want to do. Can I curse on here? Oh, yeah, curse okay. it up. I might have cursed already. Um, A lot. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's very passionate when I curse. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yes. You can be who you are. And <clears throat> where a lot of parents go wrong. Now I'm going to say this is wrong, and I don't usually say anything's wrong, but this is wrong. Stop suppressing who your child wants to be. And as parents, we learn how to parent from our parents. And so I understand why <clears throat> some things that come out, but a child is here and they feel powerless when they come to this earth. And so... Uh, giving them the permission to be able to be who they really want to be will allow them to continue to always step into what it is they want to do. And that's all inside of them. The love, the acceptance, because no one's ever stripped it away from them. Right. Right. Now, how yeah. can the kid, other than, is there anything else that a kid could do than just be themselves, fully express themselves? And that's actually a challenging question. Um, like a specifically a five-year-old? Well, I'm saying teach it like you're talking to a five-year-old, but if it's not them, oh. let's say it's an adult, but you're going to teach oh, the adult. Oh. Like, yeah. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yep. Oh yeah. There's a lot you can do. <laughs> What's one thing? You can, mm. you can hire a coach to help you. Yes. A mentor. Yes. Right. Uh, we're not meant to do everything by ourselves. Agreed. And that's something I had to learn. I got to learn. I used to think I had to do everything by myself and I couldn't get any help because that's like what, that's like what the bad bitches do. Like, that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But no, like. I'm in the presence of a bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Classy bad bitch. But no. Oh, yeah, we, Michael Jordan had a coach all the way through his whole career. Yeah. Best in the biz. Yeah. You know we're, we're meant to, to lean on others. We're meant to get support from other people. They're yeah. not going to do it for us though. They, they can coach us and guide us, but we have to do the work. Yes. But. And. And. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. Let me ask you, what excites you? What excites you every day when you wake up? What is that? What, what creates that spark? <laughs> You get up, you visualize yourself going throughout the day. What, what gets you just freaking jacked? Because I know it's got to be something. Someone like you, I know there's something going on in there. Yeah, knowing that I am just doing everything that lights me up. Like I feel it in my stomach. Yeah. And it feels so effortless and it feels so easy. Don't let me get... Like, don't get me wrong. There's going to be challenging times. I recently got out of a season of a very challenging time. What was it? Um, it was like two months of lots of anxiety, lots of stress, lots of uncertainty, 
lots of saying no, lots of making decisions that it was really fucking hard for me to make. Yeah. What was one decision out of that whole season that you had to make that was really hard? <sighs> so I'm, I'm going to talk about it. Um, I'm not going to get into detail. Because you can't. Yeah, I can't. Um, not yet. Not yet. I'm still like working through it, you know, but I can say this, that I had to, I had the choice because we all have, everything we do is up to us. We get to choose. Right? Yeah. So I had the choice to continue with something that didn't feel in alignment or I had to, or I got to choose to let go. And I chose to let go and surrender and trust, meaning, you know, breaking it down. Like it didn't feel like the right fit for me. And I had to get real honest with myself. And I put it out there and everything was great. Then it, everything happened and worked in the, in the way it was supposed to, but it was really hard for me to do that because of the, um, because of the situation I was in. Mm. Yeah. To be determined. Say that again. Or is there any loose ends with that whole story or is it a closed chapter? Um, it's, it's not that it's like a closed chapter because it, it served so much in my life. It, it brought me to there. I wouldn't be who I am without that. Mm. Um, and so it's not necessarily closed, but it's just, it's just not a world that I'm really playing in anymore. And I might like say hello and go play with those kids. Like metaphorically, I might go like play with those kids in the playground or I might just cheer, cheer them on from afar hmm. because you can still let go of things. And this is where I used to go wrong. And so a lot of people go wrong just because something comes to an end doesn't mean you have to fully like hate on it. And I have no hate in my body. That's something I really let go of because hate, hate blocks you from a lot of things and the, any hate you put out, you will get it back to you. And so True. that's where I used to go wrong. I would be like, F them, talk shit. And I don't, I don't do that like anymore. And, um, you probably look at people compassionately. Oh yeah. Like I still love them and I will always have love for them, but I don't need to sit at their dinner table. And they don't need to sit at my dinner table. And that's where the boundaries come in for myself. Hmm. Not boundaries on them. Yeah. I'm not going to set a boundary on an ex-boyfriend. I'm setting on the boundary on myself. So let's get back in the dating scene real quick here. Because that was a big thing for you. Yeah. What are you doing with that now? <laughs> so now I am very, I'm very open to it. And I want to date. Okay. Um, Describe your ideal guy. <laughs> I have a list. Yeah. What's a couple yeah. things on there? Okay. So, <laughs> oh, we're talking about dating. This is fun. Yeah. You just never know who's going to listen to this. And yeah. then I holler at you on Instagram. Slide in the DM. Yeah. I'm available. <laughs> Hit her up. Hit her up. You might move soon. Be, be smart with what your, what your message is, though. Yeah. Um, She's a pro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So yeah. my ideal man who I am attracting is he is, um, he prioritizes his mental, his physical, his emotional and spiritual health. 
whatever that looks like, it's a priority for him. Mm -hmm. So he takes care of himself, right? He doesn't have to have an eight pack, but he knows how to nourish and fuel and move his body. Yeah, he's not going to McDonald's every day. Right. He's conscious. Yeah, he's con- yeah. yeah. Um, he's conscious. He's awake. He's aware, meaning he's just very open mindset, entrepreneurial mindset. He doesn't have to be a full-blown entrepreneur, but he has that mindset mm-hmm. because I have that mindset. Yeah, and uh, it's very unique. Yeah. It's a unique mindset. And so for somebody to date somebody that's not with the entrepreneurial, uh, it's it can be a big challenge. Such a big challenge. Because yeah. they don't understand each other. Yeah. Okay, keep going. He's funny. I love to laugh. I love to laugh. Yeah. I love to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's a core love value it. of yours. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Because if you're not having fun, what's the point, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, he wants a family. What, what kind? <laughs> How's it done? How many, how many people? <laughs> like, how many, yeah, family. Like, what does that he look just, like he, want, he wants some kids. Some? Yeah. Not sure how many. Just, oh, yeah. All right. I don't know. I used to say I want four, but I don't know if I could push out four. Oh. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that now. Well, you could do anything you put your mind to. Come on <laughs> that's now, it, coach. That's, that's my quote. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he wants kids. Um, yeah, he wants kids and a family. Um, he lo- he likes dogs. That's important. It's not negotiable. You got a dog? At home. Home, yeah. like in New Jersey. Yeah. But you're and gonna open have to one. it. You're going to have kids and a dog. Yeah. Yep. And I'm say- I'm, I don't have a big non-negotiable list. But I have a list, and so these are like my non-negotiables. Got it. Um, but he's, and if he doesn't like them, he's open to it. Because mm-hmm. um, you can't change someone, but if he's open to it, then yeah. Mm. Um, Does it have to be tall? Yeah. Like a basketball player tall? He's you, us, you'd prefer. I'm 5'7". Like if you could pick. So, oh, if I. Anybody. Yeah. You'd pick NBA tall, wouldn't yeah. you? Oh, yeah. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. Not NBA, but like NBA tall, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Called it. Yeah. But I'm also 5'7", <laughs> and so I, I'm i giving my... I can say that. Yeah. He gets to be at least six foot. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And if he's not six foot and he's like 5'11", that's fine. But I just want to feel... And? And I just want to feel safe and protected and smaller. Yeah. Yeah, what is that all about anyways? Girls like that. They want to feel safe, protected, and small. I don't want to feel safe, protected, and small. Because you're a man. Yeah, but what, what's, what is that? What is that biology? Men? Okay. Hopefully no one's watching this. That's very into the like. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and say it. Men are yeah. here to be protectors and providers. Okay. Got it. That's what I want. And a woman is here too. We're here to be nurturers. Nurturers. Lovers. Lovers and givers. Yup. Like we're we're and small. Not small. <laughs> okay. And yeah. No, I get what you're saying. I'm just playing. Yeah. And I don't want to feel like okay. You want to be a little spoon. Yeah, but let me also say this. I don't want to feel like smaller than my man. Like he's talking down on me. No, no, no. I just no, want to no. feel like small, meaning like protected. Yes. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, but not all women have that want and desire. Really? Yeah. Oh, my dad protected me, and that's a quality that I look for in a man. 
Mm. Okay. Yeah. That's and pretty good. I'm going to say this. Say it. And this might piss some people off. No, you're, you say whatever you want. This might piss some people off, but I want a man who loves what he does, right? I don't care what job he has, but he loves what he does and he can support financially. I am not the type of person who is going to ever stop working and just like depend on him. But if I want to stop working and be a stay at home mom for a couple months, I know I have the safety to do so and the, the means to do so and that he will, he can provide financially if I want to kind of just like stop and just be. And that, that was a work, that was a work in progress for me to be able to say that. My dad was that to me, but there's so, there's a lot of judgment around that. And I don't see anything wrong with whatever anyone wants. I don't think, yeah, I don't, I don't feel either way towards that. Yeah. It's whatever. It's yeah. like, oh, I like blue shoes. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he, uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. It's nice to be, to tap into the mind of a woman sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well said. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, uh, where are you going with all this? You know, like, like mm-hmm. talk five years out, 10 years out. Oh my gosh. Who are you going to be impacting? I'm going to be impacting a lot of people. And how are you going to do it? You know, you know, like, you know where we're going with this. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be doing it through speaking on stages, through podcasting, through Social media, social media is so great. It's so powerful. It allows us to teach, reach so many people. Um, and just people in my everyday life, right? I'm not someone different who online than who I am in person. I used to be, for sure. I used to like outside have success. It's all good. And internally not feel it. Um, but I'm going to be the same person outside and inside. And so how I'm going to make the change and the shifts is just continue to use my voice and use my gifts that's inside to support people. Cause I know what it's like to not live a life that is so fulfilled. Yeah. I thought it was dark and empty. So dark. Quiet. What would you say to yourself uh, as a kid? If you could talk to yourself. Hmm. Excuse me. I would say it's going to be all right. You got this. Life isn't that serious. And have fun. Keep having fun. Yeah. Yeah, keep having fun. And open your heart. Oh. Yeah. 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 Open it. Don't be, don't live in fear. Yeah. yeah. And all that fear is just a lie. It's a lie. It's so interesting because I have a shirt that says fear is a liar. You do? That's a cool shirt. But I used to have a different perspective of that quote. I used to think like there's no such thing as fear. Fear is a liar. It's not fear. Oh. And I, fear is real. You have to, there, fear, there has to be fear. Like there, there has to be fear in our life. Yeah. But we can work through the fear. And so I used to live in so much fear. Yeah. I used to live in so it's much. It's a choice, fear. isn't it? Oh yeah, it's a choice. Choose to live fearlessly. Yeah. How do we remember that every day? That's my challenge, remembering that. I wrote that down this morning on my my task list. Choose to live fearlessly. 
oh my God, that's such a good idea. And like your to-do list, like my, put your mindset shifts on your to-do list. Yeah. Mm. So how do you remember to live fearlessly? Oh. <laughs> well, the one practice I do is I have these things called ask formations instead of affirmations. You ask yourself a question because the quality of our life is dictated by the quality of questions we ask ourselves. Yeah. So one question is what, what does a, how does a fairly fearless person think? How does a fearless person think? How does a fearless person act? You can ask yourself these questions, um, but it takes work to do that. You have to sit down, ask yourself the question, think of it, and then set the intention. Then say, I intend to be blank, blank, blank today. Yeah. Right. And it, that's like literally the only way to, to get those neural pathways ingrained and, and every day. Yeah. In my opinion. I mean, if somebody else might have some other kind of activity they could do. I t- well, my point is it doesn't come naturally. Mm. It takes work. It takes work, but then through the work, it can come naturally. Yeah. Yeah. In due time. In due time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The mindset work. Um, but yeah, it's a choice to continue to, to, to choose to feel. So instead of something that I like to do, in, instead of to choose to not feel that, I ask myself, what do I want to feel? And that's what I, that's what I like put into like my mindset work is like, I am this or I want this. Um, another thing with affirmations uh, where I used to go wrong is I used to like say, I am this, I am this, but I didn't feel it. And so if you don't feel it, there's a disconnect. And so something that I recently had um, picked up on from a mentor was there's nothing wrong with affirmations that are, I want to feel this. Because then my subconscious mind is like, oh yeah, I do want to feel that. Mm. And then I call that in and then I am this. So it, it transfers. That's a good tip. Yeah. I never heard write that Write it down. Yeah. Write it down, write it down, write it Take down. Take action. Do action. it. Do it. Just do it. Like Nike. Oh, 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 oh my gosh. Check the box off. Your company. Look at you speaking things into existence. Yeah. Who knows? If you if, want it, you can have it. It's yours for the take. You can do anything you set your mind to. Except, well, most things. Are you going to ask me what my quote is of life? Of course. I was just going to ask you that. I what can, is your quote for life? I can read your mind. Yeah. You can do anything you set your mind to. And I'll, I want to, can I speak into that? Yeah, please. When I was younger. Yeah. I was an M&M girl. Okay. Not the food. The right. rapper. Yeah, mom's spaghetti. <laughs> Knees weak. <laughs> Arms are heavy. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Vomit on a sweater from the lasagna that you want to eat. This afternoon. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, okay, so let's get back on track. I could go way off. But life's about having fun, right? Oh, sh- hold on. Oh, no. Oh, no. My slicked back hair. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Those Australians. Those Aussies. Yeah. So, what was I even saying? I don't know. Eminem. So, M&M. my life quote is, you can do anything you set your mind to. And your heart. I added that onto it. Um, you need that piece. Yeah, you need that piece. Yeah. Um, and so, growing up, I related to Eminem so much. And I didn't relate to him beating his wife, him being a single dad, him doing drugs. But, and, whatever. But I can use but. Sometimes you have Sometimes to. Sometimes you have to, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm speaking to myself. But what it was that I connected to was the story and the feeling inside of the story. And as entrepreneurs and 
people who have impact, we get to do storytelling. And so it's not the actual story that people all the time get related to. Sometimes they do, but it's the feeling behind the story. And so there were feelings in Eminem's songs that I was so connected to. And I almost, I didn't know like almost every single word to his songs because I just related to it so deeply. And so it, it really supported me in honestly getting through a lot of shit, which wow. is crazy. Wow. Like, and I was thinking about the other day, if I could meet one person yeah. in this world, it would be Eminem. I asked that question at the end of our episodes. Oh my gosh, really? Sorry. I don't mean to jump there. I'm no, just, that's great. Yeah. I would meet Eminem because people ask me that all the time. If you could have dinner with one person, who would it be? Yeah. I always thought, I don't know. Like we're all human. I don't put, I don't pedestal people. I don't put people, you know, I used to, as we spoke about before, Yeah. but I would choose to meet Eminem because of when I was a young girl, he supported me so much in my life. What's your favorite Eminem album? Uh, I don't know the album. Probably Eight Mile. Yeah. Yeah. All of the his older songs, Lose Yourself, Till I Collapse. He's goat. He's oh, goat. He's I was thinking about him yesterday, actually. <gasps> I'm not even kidding. I was thinking about him. Where is and, he? And I was comparing him to other white rappers. Ooh. And I was asking myself, why hasn't any other white rapper reached even close to where he was in his status? You're right. What, name some white rappers. Oh, uh, Mac Miller. Right. Um, who's that? Who's that one dude? Uh, Machine Gun Kelly, uh, Sammy Adams. Dude, you're right. They're not. No one's reached. Uh, Mac Miller, he was, up, he was up there for sure. Yeah, yeah. But, but not like. Eminem's like Hall of Famer, you know. Yeah, he's an he's an OG. Yeah. Dang, that's a good question. That's interesting. Fred Durst with Limp Biscuit, he's like uh, rock rap or something like that. Still kind of rap like, but he's not. He's, no, no, not Eminem status. Yeah, no, no. That's a really good um, point. That's something. Yeah, and then and you ask yourself, what's his secret sauce? What about him? Makes it makes him so more he was, attractive to people. He was so vulnerable. He was so vulnerable and he shared his life. Do you know something? Yeah, you think about like Fred Durst, for example. I don't know much about him. I don't even know who he is. From Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Okay, I, I know the song, but I don't know who he is. I did it all for the nookie. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. He's the lead singer. Are you serious? Well, now I know, but. Fred Durst. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, I feel like it's the vulnerability. Vulnerability. Yeah, he shared his story. Yeah. And people felt the thing. People felt it through the music. Yeah. Lose yourself in the music, the moment you moan it. Oh, you're getting freaking pumped. Yeah. You're like thinking about your life. You're, you're probably real grateful for who you are, aren't you? Bro. You should be. And it's like- You should be. This past, the past two months when I was going through the season of a lot. <laughs> yeah. I reconnected with- my with Eminem and my inner child and mm. so interesting because whenever I'm going through something and I connect with my inner child meaning when Jessica was little like when I was little I feel so good because we all we are are just adult versions of who we were as a kid our biggest impact happens from zero to seven that's what sets us for our life 
not scientifically. I don't know who said it, so don't ask me. I heard a bunch too. Yeah, I learned it's it true. in school. And so I connect with my inner child and I just feel so like taken care of. So I like the other day I was listening to Eminem music and watching the music videos and I was just like, I was allowing myself to feel all my feelings. And Damn. the only way is through. Yes. Shout Charge. out to Under Armour. Charge the storm. Shout out to Killer Williams. Yeah. <laughs> Be the buffalo. You know why? Why? Because cows, they run away from the storm. Eventually they get rained on for a long time. Buffaloes, they run right through it and get it over with. True oh, story. Interesting. Yeah. I'm a Taurus. Buffalo. Bull. Bull. Strong like bull. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> what is your zodiac sign? Leo. What time were you born? Don't tell me that. Didn't your mom ever tell you? Don't tell, don't tell a girl what time you were born. Time I was born. <laughs> the girls get it. Like 12 o'clock p.m. <laughs> no, specifically. What are you, a Leo, you said? What the heck? You never heard it's of this? first I heard that. Oh, my gosh. Girls. What does that Someone's mean? Someone's cringing their teeth right now. What does it mean you can't tell someone what time you were born? <laughs> Why? What the heck is that? It's a joke. It's a joke. So, it's got to be a joke. But it's not at the same time. <laughs> You're over here pulling my leg. I don't know what that is. I want to know. I'm going to ask a girl when I off guard. I'm going to catch her off guard. Ask say, her what time she was born. Yes. Yes. She might fall in love with you. <laughs> or she might be freaked to the fuck out. <laughs> really? So Has that much power? Yeah. Um, right. Finding out what time. Well, yeah. it has so much power if you let it. Stop. Okay. I'm gonna give deep on that. Yes. Things please, only yeah. things only have power unless you let it have power over you. Mm-hmm. Right. And and how how does knowing when somebody was born have power over somebody? When you're little, yeah. It's hard to it's hard to know what that is. But as we get older, we get to decide what we allow to have power over us. Anything right. you give power to, anything you yeah. plug into will power you. Yeah, okay. Shout out Trent Shelton again. That was not my quote. That was <laughs> That was really good. Yeah. Okay. Anything you plug into will power you. You know how some people like <laughs> worship certain people? Yeah, I'm lost, yeah. Are you lost, really? A little bit. Okay. Let's let's backtrack. Let's chunk up. Let's chunk up. All right, down. so look. Look, say a girl asked me, she goes, Greg, what time are you born? I'm sorry, I didn't finish that. That was on me. Oh, we switched from that? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, yes. that's why I'm lost. So <laughs> to <laughs> <laughs> the people watching are like, why do I need to know? Here we go. So what time you were born establishes your astrology chart. So I'm a Taurus sun, Scorpio moon, Virgo rising. Oh. It's an astrology thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just like jokes about it. memes so, online. Thank goodness. I know, yeah. I know. I'm going to look into that. I'm going to get my chart. It gets chart. Uh, co-star. And I'll call my dad first. Yeah, I, I would guess what time I was born. I am eleven so, eleven. No, but seven that was seventy a good seven. Guess. <laughs> I saw you could sign a time. Uh, when? <laughs> Two three four. <laughs> oh, on five five. No. Yes. <laughs> wow. I'm a lined baby. <laughs> You're I not kidding. I it's a chart topper. Yeah, I'm all about the angel numbers. Angel. That's pretty nice. I never heard of an angel number. Yeah. Wow. But do you want to get back into the oh what you plug into will power you? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Please. So. Yeah. We choose, we can choose to give our power away. 
And so, again, I was thinking about this before. Mm. When I was younger, I used to, I would just be who I was and people would make fun of me. And, you know, some things got around like the high school of the things that I did. And so from that, I shut down and I stopped like being vulnerable. And I felt like I couldn't be vulnerable because that would be me giving my power away. And now it's different. Now I choose to be vulnerable. I choose to share my story because I know why I'm doing it and I'm choosing to put it out there. So no one, people could do what they want with it. People can make up stories, be, make fun of me, but I'm not allowing that to have power over me because I'm powerfully choosing to share my story. Isn't that good? That's very good. Can you relate to that? That's the power of choice. Choice. Yes. That should be a book name. The power of your choice. Yes. Choose fearlessness. Choose empowerment. Yeah. Right? You get to choose. You could have fear or you could have faith. Your choice. Faith over fear. Right, coach? Yes. It's on my it's in my bathroom. Faith over fear. <laughs> Get hyped over here. Um, what's what's something that you wanna you wanna uh, leave with the world here? What kind of message would you leave the world? Hundred years from now, someone listens to this. Hmm. There's a lot. That's a loaded question. I know. One thing. Stop searching externally for validation. You can give it to yourself. A foreign concept to many. And the how? It's very true. Follow your intuition. You don't know what that means. Follow the knowing inside. This feels right. Okay, listen to that. Not if it makes sense in the head. Because most of the times, it's not going to make sense in your mind. It's not going to make sense in your head, logically. Our conscious mind is our ego. And I like to call it like my favorite training partner mm. because it tests the shit out of me. My conscious mind. That's the, that's the thing that tries to talk you out of the things that your subconscious mind wants. And your subconscious mind. Oh. Sigmund Freud. Is that who said that? No, but it sounds like he would say that. I got to get better at quoting people. I don't know. I don't know. I do know, but. Dang. And it's so cool because all these concepts come from someone who was here before us. Yeah. This isn't a Jessica Tellian concept. We can, I can have a method, yeah. but it's all been here before. It's, but we just get to continue to put a voice to it. You know what I heard the other day? I think it was on Joe Rogan. Mm. That those pyramids were created by people like us. Like Maslow's hierarchy of needs? No. No, the pyramids in, <laughs> in, in, in Egypt, the real pyramids, were created by people like us, like real, real intelligent, evolved civilization. Mm. And then something happened to the earth that just wiped everybody out, but they still are standing. You know what I'm saying? And now we're just rebuilding again. But instead of cool pyramids and it takes some high-tech stuff to build, instead, uh, what do we do? We got cars. 
electric cars now. We got other cool stuff. You know, we got phones. Who knows if they had phones back then? This is all theory, right? But really, how the freak did we get those pyramids up there and no one can explain it? No one can explain how they got the pyramids built. Pretty wild, right? Yeah. That's the first time anything made sense like that. Yeah. Wow. I'm... (laughs) Yo. Um, Hey, Jessica. Jessica, how can people get a hold of you? Really? They want to get you on their podcast. You want to get them on their podcast. Yeah. Um, Speaking engagements, everything like that. Yeah. What's the best way? You can email me or you can go to my website. There's a contact me form. Um, My email is tellyandjessica at gmail.com. Or you can go to my website, www.astrongeryou.com. Or come check me out on IG. And you can find all the links through my IG, at jessica.tellian. And um, come listen to the podcast. Maybe we'll have this guy on. Oh, snap. A Stronger You on all platforms, baby. Wow, it's fired up. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. Is this the ending? That's it. <gasps> it's okay. We got you a present. <laughs> Jessica, thanks for hopping on today. Thank you for having me. You dropped was... some serious good wisdom bombs on us. Because you're a coach, though. Coming from you... someone who never used to use their voice when I was younger. We, right. didn't, we didn't get into that, but that's another thing. Yeah. So it, it means a lot to me. And um, yeah, I have a purpose behind why. And so that's what really drives me. Um, you can tell. Yeah, I was once the type to be so unclear because I was told so many things in my life. So mm. I appreciate that. Thank you. I am so grateful. And um, it was so fun. Till next time, Austin. Stay fired time. up. Cheers. <laughs>